Welcome to the Healthcare Business Secrets Show, where we interview industry experts and leaders and pick their brains to figure out exactly what's working for them and how we can apply it to healthcare so you can double your revenue and double your time off. In this episode, we're speaking with Ravi Abuvala. I hope I pronounced that correct, Ravi, uh, who's a multi-millionaire entrepreneur and speaker based in the US. He attended Florida State University and cleared the law school admission test, but decided not to attend law school and focus on entrepreneurship instead. He's best known for developing a high-ticket lead generation and scalability roadmap and skilled virtual assistant outsourcing system for businesses called Scaling with Systems. Welcome to the show, Ravi. James, thank you so much for having me here. I appreciate everybody that's also lending me your ears today. I hope to provide you guys with some real tangible advice that you can go and place into scaling your healthcare business. Yeah, man. We talked about some good stuff uh, before the show, and I think that there's a lot that we can cover. But today, I really want to make sure that we're focusing on things that our health professionals can take home with them and use. And so one of those things that I really wanted to talk about uh, was outsourcing busy work to VAs. I know that you're a master at it. I know that you teach businesses how, how to do it. Talk me through kind of how you got to the point of realizing, hey, maybe I shouldn't be doing all the tasks in my business. And maybe business owners are going to be able to get more growth if they're not focused on so much busy work. That's an awesome question. And I know I've worked with plenty of healthcare professionals. I know as soon as I talk about outsourcing, you know, one of the biggest things they hear is like HIPAA, right? They, at least in the United States, right? They immediately start freezing up as far as um, compliance is concerned. But there's ways around a lot of things. And, and for me, the biggest thing was I was I was I had a ceiling pretty quickly in my business when I was trying to scale it and I was working I don't know 70 80 90 hours a week and it just felt like there was more and more things that kept on piling on that I knew that needed to happen. And I'm like, there's no way I can do this on my own. At the same time, I'm taking home okay money. My profit margins are decent. So I didn't really have the money to be able to invest in, you know, an assist in the US, pay 50, 60, 70, $80,000. So I was luckily a part of another mastermind. Someone introduced me to a virtual assistant placement agency, which is essentially what we are now. And I paid quite a bit for my first virtual assistant, but it just made sense to me because even the money that I had paid to get this fully trained virtual assistant plus the hourly rate, I still was paying gobs less than I would have to pay if I came to the United States and paid someone here. So that's why we chose to go overseas. But for me, almost immediately, I was able to outsource some really critical tasks such as lead generation, administration work, customer service, requesting referrals. And almost immediately, I felt just this relief wash over me. And I know you and I had kind of talked about in the beginning. And when you have that extra time, you either make that decision at that point, do I want to keep on investing and scaling my business? Or I have plenty of clients and friends who just now take that time and they go back to actually owning a business and really just enjoying life. Yeah, I think it's super important. We often get caught in, especially as health professionals, uh, we're great technicians, we're great at what we do. And we feel like sometimes we have to be doing everything. But you hit this natural ceiling where the busier you get and the more you want to grow, there's more stuff to do. And then you get caught up in doing all of these things that serve the business a bit, but not really move it forward. And you kind of go back and forth and, and health professionals feel that a lot with, for example, getting clients and, and growing. It's like, if I go do more work to get more clients, I then can't serve those clients because I'm doing all the work to get them. And so then I stop getting them and I focus on serving them. And then as I'm serving them, I haven't been doing the stuff to get them. And so I'm kind of up and down constantly. And we call that the entrepreneurial roller coaster. That's literally yeah. exactly what you described. <laughs> yeah, it's so common. And I think that in healthcare, the problem is that Sometimes it's true and sometimes we just feel like we have to be so involved with the process. And what I learned uh, quite early on was that there's stuff that I should be doing and stuff that I shouldn't be doing. So give me an idea of some stuff that you think that potentially health professionals shouldn't be doing 
that would be super easy for them to outsource to a uh, overseas VA? Yeah. So I think like anything in life, you know, there's the 80-20 rule, right? So there's probably just some stuff in your business that nobody should be doing, yet you still seem to be doing it for whatever reason, right? Other people are telling you to do it. Mainstream society is telling you to do it, whatever it is. So I think it's really important for every business owner to essentially take an audit of their business and go, am I just doing this stuff because it feels like I'm busy right now? Or is this one of those things that is directly moving the bottom line or directly resulting in more client success or happiness? And I think one of the main things that people can lead that can outsource is lead generation right off the bat. Because if you really think about it, lead generation is something that I don't think now I'm a little weird. I love lead generation. You know, that's that's what gets me off, to be honest with you. But most people don't really love lead generation. They they honest to God don't, whether it's, it's sending out cold messages, calling past referrals, running online advertising. Most people just don't like to do it. And I would always say the two areas I, I recommend for healthcare professionals either A, admin work, right? So if you have things that is taking up an incredible amount of your time or even your assistant's time. You can uh, you delegate some of that stuff out and free up their time a little bit more. Uh, and then the other side of it would be the lead generation side, right? So whether it's calling, you know, we used to do something called reigniting email list or reigniting CRMs where you just have a virtual assistant come into your CRM and text everybody manually or email everybody manually or call everyone manually and try to see, bring back in some of the past business that was there a long time ago, people that already know, like, and trust you. Mm. And you can get a, a windfall of new clients or a repeat business from just something as simple as that. Yeah. Most of us in healthcare have these large lists of patients, ex-patients, people who have maybe shown some interest. And for those of us who have actually done the good job of capturing email addresses and contact information, because I will be honest, a lot of us don't. There is money in the list, as they say. And there are plenty of clients that have just lost track of where they're at and us. And it's not that they hate us or don't want to see us. They've just forgotten or have been busy. And sometimes when we go at it a bit, a bit of a different way, we can reconnect with them because there's no point in always going after new clients. You have to be trying to uh, reignite, like you said, your existing audience, because that's that's the eyes and the ears that you control. It's people that you've already been exposed to. It's much easier to resell someone than it is to try and sell someone in the, in, in the first case. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And people also say like, I don't love, I don't like Facebook ads. I don't want to try to sell anything new. I don't want to sell to new people. I, I just rely on referrals. But you know, you can get more juice out of your referrals. You can get more juice out of your patients, not in the sense of like you know abusing the patients, but in the sense of look, if you really truly believe in what you're doing, and let's say you're a chiropractor or whatever else it is, and you really know that people should be getting checkups every week, every other week, once a month, they should be getting adjusted. I go to mine right around the corner here twice a week, and if you really believe in your service is helping the good of your clients, and it's actually your obligation to reach out to them and get them back in your patient, into your center again so that you can help them again. Because like you just said a second ago, for a million different reasons, people haven't come back, right? They get sick, their mom gets sick, their kid, they get, have a kid, they move somewhere else, whatever else it is. And so you almost have to stay on top of people to come back in there again. And I couldn't agree more. There's an incredible book I just read called Subscribed. And they just talk about the largest companies in the world. They're moving away from this one-off. I think most businesses rely on this one-off system where it's like, hey, they, they come in one time, they get their teeth whitened. They come in one time, they get their back cracked. They do a physical, whatever else it is. And then they never have any kind of plan to get some kind of recurring subscription from them. And so every single month, you don't even know if you're going to make the payroll at the end of the month. You don't even know if you're going to be able to recover rent, especially with things going on in the world that they are today. Where if you're able to have some kind of lifetime value of these people, these patients of yours, where you know that they're coming back in 
They're going to be buying foam rollers. They're going to be buying, you know, uh, vitamins, whatever else it is that you're upselling them while they're inside of there. Then you could start every single month with a few thousand dollars in your pocket just from that subscription recurring. And you're also helping your, your clients at the same time, your patients. Yeah. I spent a lot of time working with health professionals to help them understand the value that they're actually providing their clients beyond what they they just think. Often we think, okay, a person's coming in and they've got pain or the, you know, they're wanting to lose weight. And so I just want to give them just enough. And I think that sometimes it's because in healthcare compared to say coaching, we've spent so long learning all these things and we're worrying about ethics and we're worrying about not over-servicing our clients that we forget that sometimes that results in us underserving, but because everyone else around us is also doing that, we feel like, well, that's normal and the and maybe the right thing to do, and I don't want to stand out. A lot of clients uh, I speak to are worried about what other health professionals are going to think, and that's a that's everyone has that, but especially yeah. in healthcare, it results in us doing less, which is a problem because you I'll see clients that like we deal with a lot of chronic pain clients in, in my practice and we'll see them and they've come from someone who has clearly underserved them. They saw them a couple times and said, I can't help you. You need to go and get surgery or do something, uh, you know, intense. And it's like, actually, if we, we look at it and we think, what's the problem? What are they trying to achieve? What's the gap? What if we actually mapped out a process for them? We don't have to force them to sign up for the rest of their lives. We can offer them something that's more tangible, more real, and actually likely to get them a result. And then when we achieve it, what if we mapped the next step for them. What if we said, great, you've lost some weight. You know, do you want to get strong now? Do you want to get more flexible? Your pain's gone. Do you want to have more mobility, more quality of life? And so looking at ascending them further, and I like what you touched on, which is that subscription model. Some practices are doing similar things. Others, it's completely out of their perception of reality because it feels like it has to be transactional. It has to be per session. But there's also opportunity to do programs too, right? So you help with people, I presume, building high-ticket programs, taking their knowledge and, and turning it into something. How do you think health professionals can take their knowledge and turn it into programs? I know that a lot of us are affected through COVID and it's made us realize how vulnerable we are. And there's a lot of opportunity there. Yeah, that's an excellent question. And you and I had talked about this just beforehand. And, and like I said, I have plenty of clients in the healthcare industry. And, and to touch about what you said earlier as well, I've been both a victim of what you had just described as well. Just like, hey, I can't help you. Go here, take this drugs, you know, get this surgery, whatever it is. I've had my mom literally recently going through that as well. And ironically, they're afraid of what other you know healthcare professionals are going to think. And then I always ask them, well, do you want to be like the healthcare professional? And they're, oh, no, I don't. I'm like, then why do you care about you know what they think? But and in relation to what you were just saying, I agree with you. I think that although what happened, COVID, everything that happened in the world right now is obviously really terrible for a lot of people, I will say that no matter what, we were trending towards eventually there having to be a wake-up call. And I think there's some certain yeah. industries that weren't really waking up to it. And I think the financial market's one of them. I think restaurants are one of them. And I also think the medical field is one of them as well in the sense of not a lot of people were making transitions online or it was going very slowly, right? Telepractice, telecommunication, teleconsultants. And I think that this kind of jump-started a lot of the people. And if you're one of the people that were ahead of the curve, incredible, right? If you're one of the people that are thinking about it, this definitely pushed you over the edge. And then you might be like probably the majority of people who just got caught with your pants down and you just didn't even yeah. see this coming and you've been denying this for years to come. And so you should really think about moving forward in this. There's another great book called The Obstacle is the Way where you can kind of see this as a benefit in your life. But I would 100% recommend having some kind of subscription-based program, and it could be a high-ticket program as well, where you are selling something. I mean, you think about it, 
healthcare providers probably go through more schooling. So I'm a law school dropout, but I was, it was either going to be a law or a doctor for me. And I always said, hell no, I'm not going to go to school even longer than I have to. Right. So I, I hats off to everybody here listening to this that has gone through, you know, the amount of school that you guys have gone through. And then yet you choose to only use your information in that one avenue, right. Versus mm-hmm repackaging it and selling it elsewhere. So whether it's teaching other healthcare providers what you're doing, or it's teaching your patients and other aspects of their life, holistic kind of of meditation or medicine, I 100% think that everyone should do it. And the main reason why people don't is limiting beliefs on number one, that they can do it, which you see other people, including yourself, James, that are doing it successfully right now, right? So you shouldn't have that limiting belief. Or uh, number two, that they don't think that anybody else is going to want it. And it is a massive, massive market, a massive, massive industry and your two options there are to watch somebody else do it or, or, or like I said in the beginning, if you really think you're helping your patients create something that takes it further than just the typical you know, check-in or one-time thing where you can be more a part of their lives, more part of an educational process rather than just a reactive process. Yeah, I started my process by just looking at the stuff that I was doing in my practice that was redundant. How much information advice was I giving that I was just repeating? And I went, this is silly. It's also stopping me from serving more clients because I'm spending extra time repeating myself. For example, drink more water, right? So what I did was I just started recording videos and put them in a Dropbox folder and then started sending them to people. And then it became the process of new clients receive this membership site and then at different stages. And then I started building on it and I realized hang on, maybe I can also sell this to other people. So I built an anxiety course because I was uh, done repeating myself constantly about how they can manage it more effectively. And I started selling it and I sold it for 1500 bucks a pop and people got killer results with it. And what I realized was, huh, knowledge is valuable. People need this to help them. They want it uh, and they're willing to pay for it. And so sometimes we think that, you know, this, this world is too large and there's too much competition and it's really hard. But if we just start with, let's solve problems in our own business by taking some of our knowledge and turning it into something for our existing clients. And then we can start adding it on as extra value, which means that you can charge more and you get better outcomes. And then you can start going to the wider public. You can start going global with it. I've just interviewed people on the show, someone from the prehab guys, who's got a massive business where they're teaching PT through an online membership platform. And it's, you'll be surprised by how much opportunity is out there. And people are looking not only for the information, but also your insights on it, your personality around it. Um, People can be doing the exact same thing, but with your, your take, your spin, your personality, they engage with that more than the next person's. I want to kind of switch gears here a little bit. And talk about some practical things that that health professionals can be doing to either get more leads for things like programs or into their practices. Uh, And I know that you are an absolute killer when it comes to organic lead generation. So I just want to kind of preface this for those that are listening. When we're talking about leads, uh, we're talking about people who are interested in our services and raising their hand and saying, hey, maybe you can help me. It's not necessarily all just new patients booked in, but it's potential people, people on your email list, people who are signing up for your guides, et cetera. And organic meaning things that we didn't have to pay for. So paid advertising being I'm spending money on ads, uh, organic being uh, I've got a podcast show, somebody referred somebody, things that where I've reached out to them manually and I haven't spent money. So um, Ravi, talk to us about organic lead generation, what you're seeing is working the best for you and your clients, uh, and then what you think would be the best for health professionals. So first of all, I love organic lead generation. Um, one of the main reasons is you don't have to pay for it, like you just said a second ago. And, and we run millions of dollars a year through paid advertising. So I'm a big fan of paid ads. But the nice thing about organic is that it will help cut the cost of your paid ads as well. And then if you can then organically upsell them in other areas of your business as well, then it also, once again, cuts your cost for paid ads if you're increasing the amount of money that you're taking in for every single lead that you're generating. 
And so you have a few different options. And I want to try to keep this really tangible for everyone listening to this. But the main thing that I would say is because, you know, whenever we start talking about touching new people, reaching out to new people, I know a lot of people freeze up. But uh, James had said it literally one second ago as well, there is gold in your your list, right? There is money to be had in the people that already know, like, and trust you, but yet most people don't, don't touch on it. So the first thing that you can easily do, almost every single medical professional that we work with just has a list of 1,000, 5,000, 10,000, 30,000, 100,000 people that they literally just collected from you know, Groupon or, or any of these online other websites, Yelp, or um, even their own website or paid ads that they ran that had tried one time and they never went out to them again. And the truth is, there's some statistic out there that only two to three percent of people are ready to buy right now. And so you're talking about like 97% of people that aren't really ready to buy right now, but could be if you continue to stay in front of them. And you don't have to be doing anything all the time, but I would almost guarantee that if everybody in here had a list over a thousand people and you even just sent out one email blast out, you can use something like Constant Contact, MailChimp, Active Campaign, whatever CRM that you're using, just said one little mail blast out and said, hey there, I know you came in you know, recently or you've come in in the past year or whatever your timeline is for this XYZ procedure into this practice. Uh, I wanted to let you know that we're offering this discount or we're offering this kind of sign up or this kind of bonus for the next few people to sign in. If you're interested, click the button below or click the button below and call us or schedule a time here. I almost guarantee you, you guys would get some booked appointments and some new patients coming in the door right there. And that whole process would take you 15 minutes, I think, max. Yeah, 100%. 100%. We are not reaching out to uh, existing people who have engaged with us enough. A lot of people are talking about Facebook groups, uh, building communities. Uh, do you do a lot of that work with your clients and where do you see the applications? Yeah, that's what that was where I was going to go next. So I wanted to give you guys like the easiest thing first, right? Because Facebook groups and YouTube, I, you know, I specialize in and I help people build huge communities online and I really love them. But the first thing I gave you, I just want to give everyone that's listening to this so far and let me your ears, uh, just a no BS way to go make more money. And you can't say, oh, it was too hard, brother, right? You can do that in 10 minutes. But uh, as far as the Facebook group is concerned, I absolutely love Facebook groups. Number one, you're instantly the authority inside of that group. If you just by being the group owner, you're just instantly the authority inside of that group. And and number two, it just gives you a really incredible place for you to pull content ideas from, for you to pull new service ideas from, for you to pull new product offer ideas from, because people are saying in there, asking questions that you can potentially answer. And then number three, it's an opportunity to have a community where you can continuously remind, stay top of mind of people for free. So every Monday you go in there and you just do a Facebook Live or once a week or once every other week, whatever it is. And every time you do that, you, you remind people of who you are, what you're doing. Even if you're not saying, hey, come walk into my practice, you're just saying, hey, you know, it's beautiful weather outside. Well, the way the human mind works, they go, oh, who's that? That's that person. He runs this practice. Oh, my back still hurts. Oh, I need to get my teeth whitened. Let me go in and go do that because it's called the availability bias, essentially. The more you see somebody or the more you see something, the more important you think that person is, which is why attention is really everything. I have a YouTube channel, Facebook channel, Instagram, Facebook, you know, but I have a team of 30 people and that's what we specialize in. So I don't recommend everybody do it. But I think, Taking what we said in step one, which is emailing your past list and try to get them to come in. The other step, step two, could be taking that same list and creating a Facebook group and say, hey, I'm starting a Facebook group. Uh, for the first people that join, we're going to give this free coupon to come in and do this one thing because you want to give them a real reason to join the Facebook group, right? So mm -hmm. give them something really good. 
and just send an email blast out to your list and say, hey, we're starting the Facebook group. And then they come into the Facebook group and there, there you have it. And then Facebook works organically to promote your group to similar people that are in it. So you don't even have to do any work. Facebook's going to do the work for you. All you have to do is just make sure you're maintaining some kind of community in there. And I think the best groups in the world, I, I'm friends with, I just went to a mastermind on Saturday. A good gentleman has a group of 80,000 people inside of it. He makes multi seven figures a year from it. And he is barely inside of it. He just has created a community for people to have discussions back and forth with each other. And he barely does anything inside of it. And that's, I think, the kind of community you guys should be looking to create for your group. Mm. I think that people are looking for leadership. They're looking for someone that they can follow and they can give over control. And especially as a health professional, you know, people can Google how to eat healthy, how to exercise, uh, you know, how to look after their spines. And because information's everywhere, that's what YouTube and Google are for. But ultimately they still need us for implementation and coaching and guidance. It's the reason why you pay a personal trainer rather than just YouTubing how to do exercises. Yes, there's going to be some expertise, but it's really about accountability and follow through. I know that if I have appointments that I'm going to turn up to them and I'm going to do it and he's going to coach me or she's going to coach me. And so as a health professional, we have to realize that people are looking for ways of giving up control to us when they feel like they can trust that we have a process in place that's going to get them the outcomes they want because they're sick of trying to find the answer and they just want someone that they can trust to give them the answer. So if you have content out there, if you're emailing them, if you have a Facebook group especially, you're able to build that know, like, and trust factor so that people can, like you said, what did you what did you call it? Bias of availability, I think you said? Uh, availability um, bias, yeah. Yeah, availability bias, right? So it's like James is always there. I can see him. Uh, I now have an issue. Uh, I'm going to go and see him because I know I can trust him. I know he's got a process and so I can give up control. And when everything's dialed in, uh, I learned it from a mentor of mine, Taki Moore. He talks about signposting. When everything's signposted and it's obvious, it's very easy to go from email list to group to content or offer to appointment in your clinic to subsequent appointments and then results because there's a process in place. And that feeds both into your front end, which is what we're talking about with lead generation, things like that, and then your back end, which is actually the service delivery. So I really like that. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I think as well, another aspect of it that people are kind of forgetting, and I've said it multiple times here, but number one, you're also helping people. There are a, a certain percentage of people that you guys are servicing right now that want to do more with you and you guys aren't giving them an opportunity to go more with you, yeah. right? So you, they want to work. They like the way you do business. They like, they like trusting you. They, it, what they're doing what you're saying and it's working, but then they want to ask you more questions in other, other areas and you guys don't give them the opportunity to do that. And so like you had just said again a second ago, the signposting area of it, it's like, hey, join us online where we have discussions about this, where we can talk a little bit more, where I, I do a one live Q&A a week, whatever it is, where people are able to come in there and you just build such credibility. And I think that in 2020, 2021, 2022, the next decade and beyond, I think attention is the largest currency that you can have out there. And if you are able to just build, right? A Facebook group is like a real estate or anything else. It's an asset that you need to start, right? Your email list is an asset that you need to start and you can just slowly over time you build it and yeah, it's going to take a little bit to really see fruit, but in three to five years, you're going to be happy that you started back then versus starting you know, today or whatever it is. So I could not agree more. And you have to start seeing as these things. And let's say you pivot out of the you know, one-on-one brick and mortar service-based business of a healthcare provider, and you move into maybe a digital product or online product or servicing people online because of the scalability of it, or guess what? you have an incredible group of warm prospects that you can start this new program at that already know, like, and trust you, like you just said a second ago, and are essentially ready to make the next step forward with you. Versus if you didn't have that, you'd be essentially starting at square one. 100%. I think you touched on a good point 
we sometimes are looking for, well, I am where I am and I want to get out of it. So I need stuff now that's going to make all the difference. And yes, there are things we can do now, but most of it is planting seeds for the next period so that when you get there six months, a year later, whatever, you're looking back saying, I'm glad, I'm glad that I did it. Uh, and too often we don't do anything and then we end up constantly looking at the situations thinking, crap, why am I here and, and struggling? But then we're looking for the short term. And ironically, I think we need to, to look inward and also look at our clients and think, who are our most frustrating clients? Our most frustrating clients are the ones who come to you with, uh, you know, metaphorically broken back and saying, Hey doc, can you fix me today? And it's like, dude, I can't, I can't fix you today. This is 10 years worth of stress and tension and damage that we're going to have to rehabilitate. Or it's like, I'm 50 pounds overweight. I want to lose it next weekend. It's just not realistic, but people are looking for that short term. They're looking for that pill that switch. And as business owners, we, we do as well. But the ones of us who are successful and, and massively successful, we're always looking forward and realizing that where we are is, is a combination of what we did and didn't do over the previous months and years. And so it just starts now. I think that's so well said. I think that, and just so I'm not talking about on this high horse as well, like it's not this industry, it's not business owners in general, it's the society and the world that we live in today. Everything's pushed, you know, 90 you know, minute abs, five minute meals, whatever it is, everything's like now, 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 now. And so of course that's going to translate. I mean, you look at TikTok, you know, you have a five second reel, you know, Instagram, whatever it is, like your attention span is less and less. And so you're your tolerance for things that take longer become shorter and shorter as well. And yes, it's easy to look in hindsight and be like, yeah, I'm happy I started that a while ago, but it's very, very difficult to look in the future and say, if I start this, like, I know I'm not going to reap benefits of this for this long, building an email list, building a Facebook group, building a YouTube channel, creating a digital product, any one of these things. But I I know every single time that you're going to be happy in one year, three years, five years, you started. And a great example of that is the Facebook group. I have a Facebook group myself at Scaling with Systems. And I actually did not create a free Facebook group for a year. So I'm telling you guys to create one. I didn't create one until a year after I started my company, even though I knew the power, but because I was like, oh, it's a lot of work. I don't want to do it. I don't want to add on top of there. And finally, I just was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. Whatever. I know a lot of people. I know the benefits and event. I did it. And now we have a massive community. I'm seen as an authority inside of there. We do deals out of it all the time. I get a lot of opportunities to speak at different events because of it. And I'm just so happy that I started it, but I wish I had started it a year ago instead of waiting that yeah. long. And so yeah. it's just so everyone that's listening to this, I'm not trying to tell you that I had it right from day one or that James had it right from day one as well. But there is that's the benefits of coaching programs and different aspects is that, hey, someone that you're paying or learning from has already gone through this and already done it one time and they made the mistakes. And so I'm not saying you're not going to make any mistakes, but I am going to say, we'll show you some ones that you can definitely avoid and get there a, a lot sooner. So you have to have the longer term mindset for it. And I think we're going to live in a society where the opposite is true. And I think it takes a lot of discipline in order to make sure that that translates or that bleeds over into your business. Yeah, 100%, 100%. Okay, so for our last question, you've got 60 seconds. If there's one thing you'd recommend healthcare business owners uh, to do this week to grow their businesses, what would it be and why? So I think I just go back to the first thing that I told you guys before. Figure out where you have a list of names, emails, phone numbers, or just names and phone numbers, whatever it is. Get your assistant or get a virtual assistant. Give them a script and just get these people booked back in your clinic or get these people interested back in or launch the Facebook group and message them all to go to the Facebook group. But I I challenge everybody here to just make contact. It could be a total huge email blast that you send out that doesn't have any personalization in there, but just make contact with people and give them, like uh, James said, I'm going to 
go, the sign forward, what's the next step? Hey, just checking on you. Hope you're okay. If you want to come back in for an appointment, click the link here to book and just watch your calendar just slowly start filling up. And if you guys take that 10, 15, 20 minute activity and you do it, and then you see the calendar fill up, that's going to be like Pavlov's experiment. You're going to understand the more emails I send out, the more my calendar is full, the more money I make, and you'll start getting in the habit of doing it all the time. 100%. It's amazing advice. Everyone definitely needs to look at a list of their patients or a uh, you know, list of potential prospects. You've got gold in your client list uh, and it's okay to email them. So everyone needs to definitely go out and do that. So thank you so much for, for coming on the show. Where can our audience connect with you online? Yeah, James, I really do appreciate you having me on here. This was an incredible time. I hope you guys got some value out of this as well. You can find me anywhere on social media channels at my first and last name, R-A-V-I-A-B-U-V-A-L-A, Ravi Bavala. And if you want, I have a free course where I go a lot more in depth about scaling virtual assistants, ads, Facebook groups, email lists. And I actually created a separate page for this interview. So if you go to scalingwithsystems.com slash health, H-E-A-L-T-H, uh, you'll get access, you'll get instant access to it. It's about eight and a half hours of content. And I go a lot deeper into the whole automating, hiring a virtual assistant and removing yourself from your company. Awesome. I'll definitely make sure that's in the show notes. Thank you so much for coming on the show. You take care. Thank you, James. Now, if you want to find out more information on how you can grow your healthcare business, I want you to get a copy of my book uh, and you can visit practicemasterymethod.com where I talk about the nine accelerators on how to grow a seven-figure healthcare business or add seven figures to your revenue. There are free training, there's free resources uh, that'll be shared in the show notes as well. So go and check those out. Uh, and as always, keep at it, keep hustling because we've got people to help, money to make and freedom to have. I'll see you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to the show. If you like the episode, please hit subscribe and leave us a review. I'd really appreciate it as it helps us get our episodes out to more people just like you who want to know how to increase their revenue, impact more people and build businesses that work for the lifestyle they want. Now, I know your time is valuable and I know that you are here to learn the secrets to success in your health business. So I have something special for you just for checking out the episode. Now, if you're a health professional, coach or trainer in business, and you're serious about growing a profitable, impactful business, then pay attention because as a listener of the show, I want you to win. And so I've created a host of resources available exclusively for listeners of the show. So if you're tired of trying to figure out this game of business, marketing, and sales all on your own, and you're ready to just implement what's already proven to work rather than reinventing the wheel, I want you right now to go and check out healthcarebusinesssecrets.com forward slash insider. That's healthcarebusinesssecrets.com forward slash insider. And there you'll find over $5,000 worth of trainings, resources, and coaching available only for listeners of the show. Again, that's healthcarebusinesssecrets.com forward slash insider. There I'll give you resources on everything from how to acquire 10 times more of your ideal clients using social media and paid ads, even referrals, how to increase your client conversion into packages at an 80 to 90% conversion rate like me, how to retain your clients for longer, getting them better results and making them happier, how to increase your prices and charge a premium to work with you and how you can build a six, multi-six, even seven-figure practice just like I did, but with a tenth of the time and a tenth of the effort. What I want you to realize is that everything I teach comes from exactly what I did to have success and still have success in my own health business, and I want to share that with you so you can have success too. So go check out healthcarebusinesssecrets.com forward slash insider right now and let me help you win big in your health business. Also remember to subscribe for two episodes every week full of the secrets to have success in your health business as well as leave us a review so we know what you thought of the show. And I'll see you on the next episode.